Thanks for tuning in to the Newborn Promise Podcast, a production of Graham Blanchard Incorporated. You are listening to an interview with Ellie Holcomb called A Conversation on Music and Motherhood. For today's show notes, transcript, and more information about your Newborn Promise project, please visit GrahamBlanchard.com. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We think today's guest is a total treat. Ellie Holcomb is an accomplished songwriter, Dove Award winner, and is recently celebrating the success of her much-anticipated fourth album, Red Sea Road. But Ellie is also the mom of two young children, so we interviewed her to get a peek into her world, how she balances career and children, and how motherhood has changed her. Ellie has a strikingly joyful spirit and immediately makes you feel as if you are longtime friends. We personally think her amazing laugh and her awesome insights into parenting will have you laughing out loud and loving Jesus even more at the end of the interview. We hope she brings you as much inspiration as she did us. Ellie, thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, Ellie, before we dive in and talk about motherhood, I want to talk to you a little bit about your music. You just released a new album, Red Sea Road, at the beginning of 2017. Talk to me about how God placed these new songs on your heart. Uh, you know, I, it has been um, the past two years for our community. We have this beautiful community of friends um, and family here in Nashville, Tennessee. And um, the last two years for our community have been um, really heavy and full of a lot of suffering and sorrow and loss. And um, Red Sea Road is really like just a record full of songs about how I've seen God show up in the middle of all of that pain. And, um, so every song really was kind of birthed, um, in the midst of me going, okay, Lord, I need to remember who you are, or I want to remember how you're meeting us in the midst of, um, this struggle, these struggles and these trials. I want to remember this, um, cause I'm, I tend to forget. <laughs> so, I am so grateful um, to have this record full of songs that really do um, celebrate the way that I've seen God be faithful no matter what we're facing. Because I've seen him draw very near to our broken hearts and sort of make a way for us to all keep going when there seems to be no way. So it's it's celebrating. It's a record that really is born out of a lot of suffering and sorrow And then out of the way that I've seen God be so faithful to draw near to us and to give us hope in the middle of all that suffering and loss. Well, that's so powerful. And tell me a little bit about the title track. You wrote that for some friends in the midst of a tragic loss. Tell me about the name and the inspiration behind it. Sure. So um, I... uh, got together with my friends Krista Wells and Nicole Witt, who are dear friends and co-writers of mine. 
And I was just kind of catching them up on um, what had been going on in our community. And um, there are two families um, specifically who uh, lost babies um, this in the past two years. And um, I was just sharing with them the, the, grief but also the the nearness of God that we were experiencing even in the midst of that grief um but man there are times when um the sorrow is overwhelming I mean and so I sort of felt even as I was talking to them and sharing with them that night I felt confronted with a choice um to kind of either despair or to hold on to hope um and it was Krista Wells who pointed us to this beautiful blog post that our friend um, Ann Voskamp, who's an incredible author and writer, um, that she had written. And she tells this beautiful story, and she kind of describes it like this. She says, we believe that an unseen hope makes a Red Sea road where there seems to be no way. And, um, man, I... That is what I was seeing Jesus do. When you think about the Israelites, they've been, you know, there's an army behind them. They've been delivered from slavery, and and there's an army behind them, and imminent death behind them, and then they come to that Red Sea Road. And I don't know about you, but if I'm the Israelites, I'm going, okay, I'm definitely going to die if I stay here. Um but I also it may kill me to walk through the middle of an ocean. It is a scary thing to trust. God and to take him at his word some days. Um, and so, uh, but what does he do? He opens up that Red Sea. And in Exodus 14, 14, I love the verse. He says, you need only to be still. The Lord will fight for you. And that is what I've seen God do. I've seen him make a way for us, for me and for our community to carry on even under the weight of great sorrow and great suffering. Um, he's made a way for us to continue and he's given us a reason to sing and to have hope because he was broken for us so that we could know we'd never be alone in the brokenness that we're experiencing. Wow, that's so powerful. And I think it is, it's that great pull between, you know, we don't want to suffer and yet we do and we do see God show up and, and we go so much deeper in our relationship with him. Um, we experience his presence in such a powerful way. And along those lines, tell me about Find You Here. You had a story that hit close to home behind that song. I wrote, um, I wrote Find You Here in, in the wake of a cancer diagnosis for my dad. Um, and it was actually a year ago yesterday. Um, my mom and dad's response to that nobody's ever ready for that right (laughs) like no one's ever ready for that call or for that text um but it was a year ago yesterday that my mom and dad in the wake of that wanted to have a praise and worship night at their house and um you know the journey ahead of us looked pretty bleak and daunting um so many unknowns so many questions And I will never forget that night watching my parents run into all the darkness ahead of them with their hands raised in the air, just praising God. And it seemed like the most unnatural response (laughs) to that 
circumstance, but in the same breath, it, it was irresistible. I couldn't help but want to just follow them. And um, Find You Here is really about the profound peace that my family and I experienced in the midst of that overwhelming diagnosis. Um, I, it comes out of the promise of Philippians 4, 4 through 7, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. And we experience the nearness of God and that profound peace in a way that marked me. It will mark me for the rest of my life. And um, my prayer is that anyone who hears that song would encounter that same hope and peace that we found in Jesus during that that trial. Because uh, we really did experience God drawing near to our breaking hearts, and he was bringing comfort into the chaos of what we were facing, and he was covering all of our fears with his faithfulness. And I'm so so grateful. Yes, and with that journey, you guys have had great news on that front as well. Yeah, we, my dad is in remission. We are so, so grateful for that. Um, and we know in the same breath that that's not the end of everybody's cancer story. Um, and we also know that there are no guarantees in this life with health. Um, and so it is, it's, it's been a really sweet thing to um, hang on to the one guarantee that we do have and that's the love and the faithfulness of, of God uh, because we know that this life isn't the end of the story. We know that because of what Jesus did on the cross, because he died on a cross and walked out of a grave, that there's hope and there's healing ahead. And um, we're not really home yet. <laughs> it's been a sweet thing to have taste of what what we're headed towards here on this side of glory. I love that. And you have described this album as declarative. Tell me what you mean by that. You know, I um, my record before, As Sure as the Sun, um, I felt like was sort of more okay, God, I believe this, but help my unbelief. And I wrote a lot of uh, these songs on this record, um, wanting to remind myself of how I just cannot deny at the end of this two years um, that God is faithful. I have just, I feel like I can say from the bottom of the pit, I've seen Jesus meet me there. And, um, and so I wanted to write songs that would remind my soul, hey, he shows up, yeah, even here, <laughs> even in the midst of this sorrow that feels totally overwhelming, um, God can meet us right here. And so this record is me reminding my soul that he is who he says he is and that his promises are true. Well, I can speak for myself and I'm sure many, many others that it's truly a powerful album and uh, really beautiful songs. Uh, but I want to shift gears a little bit because as you were writing this, um, and I'm sure this could speak to a lot of new moms, uh, the process looked a little bit different for you. Um, speak to that a little bit and what the songwriting process looked like with two little children underfoot. Uh, you know, I have two precious little kids, 
um, Emmy Lou's four Huck is 19 months old. And, um, you know, in the midst of, um, writing for this record, I, the, the last record I wrote when I was actually pregnant with my daughter. Um, so I didn't have any children on the outside. <laughs> so, um, writing this record was so interesting because I had two little ones running around. So I was writing during nap times or after I put them to bed at night. And then sometimes, you know, I would, um, you know, they'd be in the kitchen and I'd just be like, you know what, I need to sing this right now. I would, inspiration would hit and I'd be cooking in the kitchen and they'd be at my feet. <laughs> and so they'd be dancing and I'm doing a voice memo on my phone. <laughs> so, but honestly, what a beautiful picture. Cause that is sort of what I was seeing Jesus do is meet me in the middle of all the chaos of everything that was happening. And so the writing process was a little more chaotic as well. And um, it was sweet to just be able to, to sing what's true um, in the middle of everyday life. It wasn't glamorous a lot of times, but um, it was good. It was a good journey to take for me. And how has your new role as a parent had an impact on your music overall? You know, I I think as a mom, I am always with my kids just wanting to, I'm so grateful for parents who um, have modeled out for me a lifestyle of repentance. Um and that that's sort of like my dad says, the biggest thing that he can give to his kids is, you know, the love, obviously the love of God, but also just walking in repentance. And um, it has been such a relief for me as a mom to know I don't have to do this thing perfectly because I don't. And so um, I think it is sort of this constant accountability of going, okay, all right, I really want to do this. Well, I want to do this parenting thing perfectly and I am not going to. So I think the change for me has been, I just get to live broken and to live um, constantly turning to Jesus. Like I'm having to do that more and more because there's always people that I'm in charge of. Moments where I am like dropping all the balls and losing my cool and not remembering what is true. I get to then live out in front of my kids to say, you know what? We need to pray. I I am so sorry. I did not do this well. And I'm going to pray for God to forgive me. And I'm going to ask him for his help. And so it's this constant sense of, man, okay, we're just going to get to live out what it looks like to walk with Jesus. And then to be reminded, um, man, I'm going to cry talking about it, but reminded by my kids, especially my daughter, um, she'll repeat things that I've said to her at very important times when I need to hear them. <laughs> so um, it has been such a gift to, um, to, to hear them absorbing some of the truth that I'm just having to live out in, in front of them and, and to be reminded of what matters in that really childlike, beautiful way. Yeah, and talk to me about building those moments in with the Lord because, you know, when you have children, it doesn't always look as nice and neat as you would like it to. It really doesn't. Well, I don't know about you, but I wake up every morning at 4 a.m. in the dark and just, no, I'm just kidding. I don't do that. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you what, I, I will say this. 
whenever I do that, whenever I do get up early and spend time with God, never once do I regret it. So it is, it is definitely been, um, a, a fight for me. I've had to fight for that time, um, with the Lord and in his word, but in the same breath, um, to receive grace and knowing that it does not always look like that. Um, but to kind of learn that God is able to meet us in the chaos of our everyday moments. <laughs> and so to, to know that you can pray with your kids right there and you can open up God's word with your kids right there. And it doesn't look like, you know, my time with the Lord always used to look like, like a, my Bible and my journal, my coffee, you know, songwriting and time with the Lord look different sometimes. <laughs> but I think about too, that I just love that picture of like, Hey, we're all in this together. <laughs> it's kind of messy sometimes. And, um, but I love, like I was trying to, um, I, w- I was, I read a, was reading this little tiny book called praying circles around your children. Mm. And um, it just was sort of presenting, I can't even remember the name of the author, that's terrible, but it was presenting this idea that like, you know, we will be gone one day, but our prayers for our kids go on and on and on. And I was just like going, man, that is so powerful. Um, And how am I teaching my children how to pray? And I was kind of wondering, thinking back to when I was a kid, like, how did my mom teach me how to pray? And it was so funny because I was like, you know, mom never sat down and was like, okay, this is how you pray. She just prayed all the time. <laughs> she prayed. If something was hard, she prayed. If I was struggling with something, she'd say, okay, we're going to pray about this, babe. So it was just her living out her relationship with Jesus in front of me. Sometimes I think, oh, I'm supposed to be doing these organized studies with my children. <laughs> doesn't always happen that way, Um, but Jesus meets us in those everyday moments, and we can go to him always, and I'm so grateful for that. Talk to me a bit, uh, because I know you really feel at times that pull between motherhood and career, and um, I know for a lot of people, there's just mom guilt either way. Just talk to me about what the Lord has taught you in that and um, how you've learned to take that to Him. You know, um, (laughs) mom guilt is real. It's the real deal. (laughs) I, uh, you know, honestly, I did not want to do this music thing. Um, I was in a band with my husband for years, and um, we actually took our little girl on the road with us for the first year of her life. And I actually quit my husband's band to be a stay-at-home mom. Like, I'm like, okay. That was really fun, but that is kind of crazy. Um, that was kind of crazy, and I think it's just time for me to be at home. And um, and man, I think being a stay-at-home mom is like such an amazing, beautiful calling. So I just was like, I want to do that, <laughs> and it is so. The Lord just has a sense of humor because I, I just. He's like, actually, I would love for you to sing songs that you're writing, go out and do that. And I'm like, no, 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 God. <laughs> and so I think um, it, but my fear all, all the time has been, and really the lies that the enemy tells me is, um, if you do this thing that God is calling you to do, it will destroy your family. I mean, and that's, those are the real, I mean, that is the biggest lie that um, the enemy says to me. And um, it has been such a gift. Um, 
to see the Lord give me his word to fight that, that lie with and to just, um, Psalm 91 has been huge. I'll hide you under the shadow of my wings. I will be your refuge. And so, um, it has been a, a serious journey for me and it is something, the pull of working and being a mom. I mean, it is a, people always say, how do you balance all it all? And I'm like, I don't, <laughs> like, I feel like I'm dropping balls all the time. And when I overextend myself, I just, that's the important time to, to say, okay, I'm going to pull back and take a step back. But I think the most important thing has been for me, and this is another mom that does music and has children said this to me. She said, you know, for you to get your marching orders from the Lord and to say, God, where do you want me? And where do you want me to be serving you? And if that's at home, I'll be at home. And if that's at work, I'll be at work. And if it's both, I'm going to trust you to show me how to do that. And um, that has been a huge deal for me. Because uh, I think, I don't know about you, but I think I'm always looking at other moms. But every family is different and every calling is different. God doesn't call us all the same thing. And so for you to say, get your marching orders from him um, and to say, okay, Lord, you tell me how to serve and love my family and how to do this job thing at the same time. That has been a huge shift for me. Um, and I'm really grateful for that wisdom that she gave me. If you don't mind, just talk to me about marriage because it really can be a huge transition for couples having children. And tell me about some of the unexpected joys and challenges of just adding children into your marriage. Um, you know, I, I, it has been a, it has been one of the biggest gifts to our marriage. I think the thing that I didn't expect um, was to re-fall in love with my husband, um, watching him be a father. And uh, it, it has been a, a sweet thing, the tenderness that God has grown in my husband's heart, um, especially after our first girl was born. Um, and then our boy, too. But I just, I didn't know that that was there. Um, but man, we have had done some really hard good work in our marriage. Um, I'm so grateful. We landed in counseling early. (laughs) It was so good for us. So we had learned. I I honestly didn't know how to have conflict. I was a peacemaker um, to the point of just really being a liar because I just wouldn't ever say like if I, if something was hard or something had hurt me, I would never share that. And so, um, God was really kind in showing me that, um, through counseling, really that where there's truth, there's freedom. And, um, that has been such a gift. I mean, it's changed my entire life because I don't have to pretend anymore to have it all together. Um, and, so I am so grateful for for that. That has been a huge gift to our marriage, and especially as we've become parents, because there are, I mean, you're on less sleep. It's not just about you guys anymore, and there's such there are such beautiful things that come with that. Um, that you get to be in charge of like nurturing these little souls, um, but there are stresses that come with that as well. And so it's been such a gift. Um, to be able to be honest with each other and to just say, I am totally stressed out and I need help, or I'm so sorry I just snapped at you because I don't know how to, 
I don't know how to do this parenting thing. And I'm worried. So, so the honesty and the vulnerability has been for us as parents, because you, you, I mean, I guess I didn't realize when you have kids, you actually don't know what you're doing. And so it's been a gift for us to, to encourage each other in that on the days when you have all the self-doubt and you're like, there's a thousand decisions I have to make about taking care of this little baby. And so to encourage each other, but to also like let each other in when you're feeling overwhelmed. It just has been, being parents has been a, has been a road to deeper vulnerability with each other, which has been beautiful. That's so good. And there's not only that vulnerability that you have to have in marriage, um, but also talk to me about the importance of having community and um, being vulnerable with other women and um, just having that strong faith community around you as you parent. Oh, man, I just, I am so thankful that we, like so clearly all over scripture, we were not meant to do this life alone. I mean, one, God is with us, Emmanuel, always, but then like Jesus had 12 disciples and he lived in the context of community. So it has been, um, we couldn't do, some people say, how do you do this? You know, how do you, how are you a mom and you travel and your husband travels in a different band and how do y'all manage that? And I just, it, it is such a beautiful thing to say, we just, we can't do it alone. We have an amazing community of people here in town who surround us and who surround our kids, our families. We have an incredible nanny, um, a part-time nanny who has been helpful. And it is so interesting. And I don't know what that is, but I always wanted to be just the one to do it. Like I wanted to be able to do all the things just by myself. And that's so proud I guess at the end of the day but it has been such a sweet thing to be in a job where it's literally like you actually can't do this by yourself and you know when you think back on uh, your parenting did you really draw from any parenting heroes or people who set an example for you along the way where you were able to say man I really loved the way they did that oh man yeah well it's this is cool but I mean my parents and then my husband's parents are um whew, we're so grateful for them um and I they would be the first to say that they didn't do things perfectly and um I remember when I was going through counseling out my place where I went was real near my mom and dad's house and so I would end up go, like just swinging by their house um a lot of times after counseling and they would be like okay just tell us what we did wrong we're so sorry <laughs> it's not all about you it, there you know there's most things that I'm working through so it has been a really sweet gift to have um our parents to kind of talk to and, and glean wisdom from um they have both lived just uh honest and vulnerable repentant lives and and um and vibrant lives uh, Drew's parents um, we're kind of like had the mentality of, um, Hey, welcome to, you are in our family and you're welcome into this adventure that God has us on. And it wasn't so much all about the kids. I'm so grateful. I am so grateful for that. And my mom and dad in a lot of ways too, um, were just following Jesus and loving on people and saying, this is what our life is about. It's not just about us. We get to be swept up into a story that's so much bigger than ourselves and really live that out. And I'm so grateful for that. 
Well, it's so amazing to have that example on both sides for you guys. And and with that, tell me one practical um, piece of advice you have for keeping your marriage strong post-baby. You know, I, this happened, This the story I'm about to tell you happened very um, it's, you know, quickly after we had Emmy Lou, our little girl. Um, but I was feeling really overwhelmed. She was two months. We were in an RV headed up to a wedding with Drew's family, um, and we were getting ready to go on a really long tour, um, and we were going to be gone for months on end, and I was just totally overwhelmed. And um, and I remember the Lord just um, speaking to me. I remember I crawled up into the little bed above the RV. <laughs> I was just so exhausted. And I remember the Lord saying this, um, I've given Emmy Lou to you to raise as your daughter, but she's mine. She's my daughter. And I'm going to take such good care of you. And I know that I've given you the role of being a mother now, but you're also still my daughter. And I'm going to take such good care of you. And so I think the most practical piece of advice and the thing that that was, that's an Ebenezer moment for me Um, because before I'm a mom, before I'm a wife, before I'm a friend, uh, I am a daughter of the most high God. And when I can remember that and stay there and start there and look in his face, and remember how he loves me and what he's called me to, it changes every other relationship and every other encounter I have in the day. So I think just remembering that I'm his daughter. And that gives us so much freedom to release our own children too, knowing that they're ultimately children of God. And even when we can't meet every need and be everything to them, when there just aren't enough hours in the day, we can trust him in that. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Two kids is really good. Cause you're like going, Oh man, I, there are, I am outnumbered sometimes when I have this, both of you by myself. So it's, it is a sweet thing. It's a sweet thing to point them, to point myself first to, to my father and then to point my kids to, to their heavenly father. Um, is such a gift because yeah, we can't, we weren't made to be everything to our kids. We weren't, I'd forget that because you do actually have to like, I mean, you are kind of responsible for their like survival. (laughs) You're feeding them, you're keeping them alive. Um, so that weight can feel so heavy some days. Um, but man, it is so sweet to know that they are also in the hands of their heavenly father and that he's got them. And man, my little girl, we, a lot of times when we pray for people, we sing, um, instead of praying, we'll sing, he's got the whole world in his hands. And then we kind of insert all the names of our friends or, you know, whoever. And it has been such a sweet thing for, for, for whatever reason, my little girl the other day was like, mom, God's hands are huge. He's like a giant and he can hold all of us in his hands. Right, mom? And I'm like, yeah, babe, that's right. Like he's got us. And so 
it's just funny as a mom, I think sometimes your your kids are teaching you and reminding you of what's true. I love that. And I love that example, just that childlike faith. What's some encouragement that you would have for expecting moms before they start this parenting journey? Oh, man, I would say get ready because it's one of the sweetest journeys that you'll take. And at the end of yourself, which is, I feel like, where being a parent brings you, there is more and more and more of Jesus. (laughs) And and he's a good father and he's going to carry you through. And so I would just know you don't have to get it all right and you're not going to get it all right. But there are everlasting arms underneath to catch you every time you fall. And that is a really good place to be in his arms. I love that. And Ellie, would you mind just wrapping up our time, saying a prayer for new and expecting parents just to encourage them and bless them in this new journey ahead? Absolutely. Jesus, thank you so much that you are a good father who wants to give your children good gifts. And I just pray for all the moms and dads who are expecting and just there's so much joy and anticipation. I remember for me, Lord, there was so much fear and worry too, Lord. So I just pray that you would cover every single one of those worries or those fears um, or the anxiety that you would cover those with your presence and with your peace, Father. And I thank you that just like you say in Psalm 139, that all the days ordained for these this, these little ones, for their lives, were written in your book before one of them came to be. And I thank you that you're knitting them together in the room right now and that that you see them and that you know these children and that they really belong to you. And so I just I pray, Lord, that you would give us all a sense um, of being your beloved sons and your beloved daughters. And that as as these new moms and dads, as they learn and walk through this journey of becoming parents, I pray that they would be reminded that you are the best dad. <laughs> You're the best dad. And you just in the way that they're going to delight in this little son or daughter of theirs, you delight in us. Father. And so I just thank you. I pray blessings over each one of these families. And I pray that these families would be places where your presence is known and, um, and where you are drawing near and you're bringing life and vitality as they learn through how to be moms and dads and how to be husbands and wives to, to in, in a new season, Lord. And so um, we ask your blessing and we ask that your presence would go with them every single step of the journey. And we thank you that we can, uh, we can laugh at the days to come, even though we don't know what they'll hold, because you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. We thank you for your faithfulness and for your love for us, and that we can trust you um, with our lives, and we can trust you with the lives that you've given us um, to care for. And um, we love you, and we ask all of this in the precious name of Jesus. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this amazing interview with Ellie Holcomb. If you'd like to find out more about her music, remember you can get today's show notes, guest bio, and more information about your Newborn Promise project at grahamblanchard.com.